Yes, yes, my people. My name is Malik Anibaba. I'm here with my one and only favorite sister on the whole planet. Abdimisola. And we are on episode three of Jaffa Diaries, where we spoke to Sally. Yeah. Sally is a model, a student, a consultant, and everything in between. And what she talked to us about, Malik? She told us about her story working in modeling and living in Kenya as well as Maryland. Yeah. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Enjoy. Next, I go the fifth, like Labor Day. I'm gonna try to. I want to do a few days of classes before, so I'm gonna try and go like the fifth ish. Okay, so we're modeling and going to school. Yes, and I work. I'm a consultant, so. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, you have no time. <laughs> yeah, you have yes. absolutely no time. <laughs> love that. Love that. How? She's like, she's trying to wrap up the degree parts of things. She's like, yeah. all right, yeah. which one can yeah, we she, drop? Yeah, it's good. This is an every African parent's dream, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Three jobs, you know, multitasking to the highest they level. Are, you know, they are pretty happy. That is like grad school. You know, African parents is always the next thing. So they're like, when you get a master's degree, when you went to law school, for context, Sally said that she was on her way to New York Fashion Week, and this is how we started this conversation. Continue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So wait, Fashion Week is Labor Day week, um, Labor Day week. It starts the ninth, so it starts that Friday. I'm not in the show packet. My agency wants me there, whatever they need me for. They'll tell me when they get there, so I just mm-hmm. go and basically wait until I get told to do something. That's okay. fair. That's fair. That's the grind. Okay. It is a plan. It is a plan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're glad we're glad to have your time here. Thank um, you. Have we're going to have some fun. We really, really want to hear about your story and how you are the star girl that you are today. <laughs> so. Do you want to introduce yourself or do you uh, think sure. I should? I think you should go for it. Yeah. Um, so my name is Sally Mata Sanfo, but everyone calls me Sally. I am a senior at the College of William & Mary and I'm a full-time model. Um, I don't know what to introduce first. We'll start with the modeling. I started modeling in 2021. I posted a picture on Instagram with a Telfar bag and I tagged the brand and Telfar saw the picture and they were like, we like her look. We like how she like looks like styles herself. So they DM me if I wanted to be one of their campaigns. So they sent me this, they got, so I got a DM from a casting director. He was like, hey, guys, for Telfar, do you want to shoot? I thought it was fake, obviously, because it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's real. And then it just like kept looking real. So I was like, okay. And I did it. And it's kind of kept moving after that. I signed with my agency in New York, started going to New York a lot more, started doing yeah. things. And now it's been about a little over a year and we're here. Okay, yeah. we're definitely going to dive into that 100% because we need to know what's happening at each point, each stage, that kind of thing. Of but course. First, but first, I noticed your last name, Sanfo. So you are from the continent. Yes, my dad is from Kenyan. So your dad is from where? Burkina Faso. And mom's from Kenya. So yeah. where would you consider where would you consider home? I've never been to Burkina Faso, but I go to Kenya every year. But in the US, they have a lot more West African relatives. When I'm here, I almost only see Burkina Bay people who are African. Mm. My, my aunts and uncles are all here. They all speak French. But then I go to Kenya every year. Even I know like I know like no Kenyans in the US, but I go so often that it ends up evening out weirdly enough. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Uh, come see, come sir. Depends on who you ask. Depends on the time of day. 
Umpu, umpu. I I know zero. Como se disse? That's Spanish. I'm happy that she asked me too many questions because it would have casted immediately. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that is so crazy. Malik and I did some research at the beginning of this. We we're like, so what do you call people from Burkina Faso? And then we discovered Burk Burk. Is it Burkinabe? Burkina Bay, yeah. Burkina Bay, yeah. And I was like, that was not even what my first guess was. I think we guessed like Burkina Faso or something. Like that made the most sense. <laughs> but, yeah. When we looked up the results, it was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so now we know. <laughs> now we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know we're, we're better off for it. We're better off for it. Yeah. So, you go to Kenya every every chance you get. You know, when you go mm-hmm. home, it's mostly Kenya. So, when did you did you grow up there? Um, I did the same thing growing up. So I didn't grow up there, but I was going back pretty often. So um, my mom loves it there. My uh-huh. dad also loves it there. Even though he's from West Africa, okay. and people tend to think he's Kenyan, which makes no sense because they don't think that my siblings and I are Kenyan. Like they look at us there and they're like, "You guys are not Kenyan. You're not fully mm. Kenyan." My dad was like, eh, "I don't know. Like, they just can't leave it alone. I don't know. I don't know how that works out for him so well." So he loves <laughs> it there. Okay, okay. So um, back and forth between New York has it always been New York or. Um, since I started in New York, yeah. So I started going to New York. My first trip was actually last September. So it's about a year now since my first trip. Um, and mm. it's been back and forth since then, honestly. I think I spent about half of 2022 in New York City. Hold on. So where's home in the U.S.? M- Maryland. Upper Maryland. Oh. Okay. okay. Is mom there? Usually. But sometimes she's, in, she's usually in Kenya, though. But when they're in the U.S., they're there. But normally oh. they're in Africa at this point. Question. Where did your parents meet? Because it That's seems like girl. y'all are across. Yeah, That's I need to send tell me right now. Where did your parents like? Meet? They had a really crazy meeting story. They met in DC. You know, back then this was like the early nineties. There weren't many Africans in the US yet. It was a very small mm-hmm. diaspora. My mom's my mom was walking down the street one day and this man comes up to her, my dad's best friend, and he's like, Yo, when you meet my best friend, you're gonna love him. Like, you see my best friend. My mom's like, No, leave me alone. Like, who is this man? Stop talking to me, blah, blah. And the man falls to for three bucks. I'm like, No, my best friend, you don't understand. You would love him. Like, you're gonna, mm-hmm. you need to meet him. You would love you to meet my best friend. She's he's like, like no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So I got you a girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. A year later, that guy she met on the street is dating her roommate. Uh-huh. He comes to their house to pick them up for a party. And he's like, oh, my God, you from the street last year. My best friend will be at this party. You're finally going to meet him tonight. <laughs> and my mom was like, no. Oh, my God, I don't want to meet this man, blah, 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 blah. But she already had gotten ready and everything. And there was a mm-hmm. New Year's yeah. party. And her friend's like, you can't back out now. So she went. And they were the only non-couple there. It's a New Year's party. <gasps> my dad was the so signs were many. Yeah. <laughs> why why is he still in denial French at the time like he didn't speak any english so they just sat there in silence the whole night like there, there was nothing else to do because everyone else no, was they like, were talking they were too. talking they were talking with their eyes they were talking yeah <laughs> well you know africans you don't need you don't need too much language you can yeah. just <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they dated oh. for a year when my that mom was still my dad was learning english and my mom went to england and came back and they kept dating and now it's been like 30 years and they're still here now they both speak french and english so. The best friend award goes to no facts. facts. <laughs> I know facts. Like if he's not best man, like he should fight. <laughs> oh, no, 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 for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. My mom thinks <laughs> back to that all the time. How this man was just like, "You were gonna love my best friend." She was like, "Leave me alone." And now she's been with that man for thirty years. So. Yeah. All right. That's cute. That was actually super cute. That was a so great let's talk picture. about those two. Immig- <laughs> so those two immigrants, they you know they met. Okay, not on the streets of the New of New York. The best friend met the mom on the streets of New York. DC. Uh, 
Yeah. How about mm-hmm. you going back and forth? Um, I want to talk a little bit about your, you know, your immigrant experience. Like, when did you first, like, when did you first, like, come aware of, like, okay, I'm here in Maryland, but, you know, I know that, you know, I'm a little bit other. Or did you have that feeling when you were in Kenya and feeling a little bit other there? Because, you know, sometimes it might be a little bit of both. Honestly, this is sound really weird, but I think I knew I was African before I knew what my actual name was, if that makes sense. Like, I don't remember not knowing that I was like never not knowing that I was African. That sounds really strange. But, like for as long as I've known, I knew that I was African. I remember being like a little kid and just like my dad's from Burkina Faso, my mom's from Kenya. I remember being like in preschool and like knowing like my parents are African. I had a very strong understanding of it. Um, oh my god! I've always felt it. Yeah, my parents really wanted to foster like African love in us, so they raised us to really, really appreciate being African. Like mm. my mom used to buy us books that were all the kids all the little kids books i used to have when i was a little girl were all had african characters I so you found them honestly but you would definitely say you grew up in an african household for that part. yeah yeah my parents were very like you guys are african and you're going to be proud of it and now we all are so they did the right work but mm-hmm. they were very much i knew i was african before i knew like anything about myself honestly but mm-hmm. I was younger, I thought Maryland was Africa, though. Because I, <laughs> I was raised in Fairfax County. <laughs> I was raised in Alexandria. And you know, I was like, so white. We would oh. go to Maryland, like, every weekend to go see my cousins and, you know, Dewey oh. or Spring. So these I was told cross. that Africans came from Africa. And we would go see all these Africans somewhere. So I was like, oh, we must be going to Africa every weekend. She's like, sure, yeah. this 30-minute drive is taking me to the different continents. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I was like, yeah. I have to Obviously. be going to Africa right now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, her neighbor's so neighbor was thought, African. Like, yeah, <laughs> and also because we're going back to Kenya, back when we were younger, I knew when I used to would go to Kenya because that was further away. But I just thought like West Africa, I guess, was just in Maryland. Like, oh, the West Africa is right there in Maryland. East Africa is across the ocean, but West is like right there. Wow, that's great. That's great. Did you? So you were always African, and you were always proud. Did you ever yeah. get any of the African booty scratches? Did you ever like feel like excluded because you were African, or like that pride from home came through even in school and all that kind of stuff? Because it's difficult to be confident sometimes, you know? I agree with that. I think you're definitely right. But honestly, I feel like even when it was those moments, they were very short. I never had a... I don't remember ever having a long period of time, or even like a week-long period of time, where I just came to be African and unhappy with it. Did the bullying, teasing make me feel weird sometimes? Sure. But like, I never thought about it past that. Like, I was like, okay... They're just not African. Like that's what my brain processes. Oh, I was she's like, like, they don't get obviously they're like, missing okay. out because exactly. they, they understood the concept of what it was to be African. Surely they will mm-hmm. understand that this is the coolest shit ever. I love your confidence. Of course, this girl is a model. Like, what are yeah. you saying to me? <laughs> of course, of course. Mm-hmm. I love that. I really do. Wow. I was always so attached to it. Like I knew, like. I was African and I was black before I knew anything about myself. And I was always like, these are things that are very good in myself. And I feel like I had a lot of insecurities while growing up. But being African and being tall were not two of them. Like everything else. But those two, the culture, never had an issue with it. I've always been more attached to that for as long as I can remember. Okay, that's um, good. So when when you actually went home to Kenya and realized, okay, this is Africa and not, you know, Maryland is Africa. <laughs> what, what was that like? When was the first time? Like how old were you? Do you remember? I went the first time when I was four. We went for a pretty long time too, like six or seven months. We were there for a while. Like that's like half of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, apparently, when we tried to come back, we were crying. We didn't want to leave. We cried the entire flight home. All three of us. And I went with my mom. Like none of us wanted to go home. Um, which honestly would not surprise me if that's the case. I remember 
only really good small memories. Like I just remember like eating food. I remember, I remember getting stuck in mud and being like, oh my gosh, I'm in the jungle. Um, I just remember <laughs> like that. Like I just remember having fun, honestly. Seeing mm-hmm. a lot of cousins, a lot more. Cause again, I was raised in Fairfax, moved to Upper Marlboro when I was about 18 years old. And Fairfax mm-hmm. is very, very white. I remember being very comfortable around the other black people. Yeah. For long periods of time. Like, I remember loving the fact that everyone around me was Black and was African and, like, understood what I was talking about. hmm Wow. So, you shuffled back and forth. You're fully aware of everything that you are being, like, African. Like, you told me, like, that was one of the first things that you remember about yourself. When did modeling coming to that identity of who you are? So interestingly enough, I was not considered attractive when I was growing up. I never was somebody, I just was not that girl. The thing is wrong with that. I don't, I don't have any resentment towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, it's hard to be, to feel beautiful and to be perceived mm-hmm. as beautiful as a darker skinned woman. It's just since mm-hmm. I was super tall. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm six feet tall. I've been this height since I was 12 years old. Like, you know, like. You're six feet was, at 12? Yeah. I'm six one now. But I was, I hit that height when I was like fifth, sixth grade. Like, and you know, like. Our society very much like our standards are very, very Eurocentric, obviously. And yeah. I thought I was always the opposite of that. So I never I never had a period where I felt ugly, but as I got older, it was more like what's more important about me is what I give to the world, not my looks. And yeah. I came the time I was like 15, 16 years old, I understood myself as a three-dimensional being, where I was like, even if I'm not beautiful, I am so much more than that past beautiful. That I, I feel like when I was younger, people thought I'd be modeling when I was super young, like, you know, like 10 to 12, because that's when I was still tall and skinny, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was tall, I was slim. And then I turned about 12, and I started looking, I started changing, and my parents also hated the idea of modeling back. They didn't even want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into your parents. But you know what I, I always thought about, too? When So I don't, if you guys have not seen any of her pictures or any of her work, this is the part where you pause the podcast or you go look her up on Instagram, what's your Instagram? Sally Starr, S-A-L-L-I-S-T-A-R-R. All right. You guys typed it in. Great. She has... Thank you. (laughs) She has, like... I remember the first time I saw you in person, I'm being like, holy shit. This is is an African woman. Like, this is the body that represents... Like, if I had to think about what it would be, it would be your body. And I was like, she is gorgeous. Like, this is beautiful, right? But you have very Afrocentric features, right? And I've always wondered about that, like growing up where that is not the standard. How do you, you know, eventually coming to that? But I'm really glad that it appears that this is a thing that happened for you pretty early on, right? 15, 16, bro, I wish I knew I was a shit at 15, 16. Do you know how like much easier life would have been for me? Mm. That is amazing. That is amazing. It was definitely a growth process. I definitely had that period between like, I would say like 10 and 14 where I just hated almost everything about myself. But the thing is, I loved my culture. I thought that's also what kind of drew me back Mm. is I loved African culture. I could not find anything about, I was like, I don't want to be any other culture. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine being white. That just seems so boring. Even (laughs) if you are pretty, it just seems so like, it just didn't seem like me. It wasn't getting. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to. I just want mm-hmm. to be able to be considered attractive. I don't want to necessarily want to change myself to be something else. I just want mm-hmm. that something else to include me, if that makes sense. How do you yeah. think those features affected, or if they do at all, your modeling career? 
Now it's crazily enough because all the features I used to not like or were told I was, you know, it's you know how it was being dark skinned between like 2012 and 2016. Like, I don't know what was going <laughs> on those four years in the internet. Crazy, very but everyone was just like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, that I, was like I see White it. Girl Wednesday, like yeah. dark skin versus light skin. Like, it was something. Yes. I don't know what was in the water. I don't know what we were doing. Yeah. But like, you couldn't forget about it. If you were a dark skinned girl, and that was international, open, too. that was everywhere. You watched, you couldn't escape, like Vine. And we, we praised that era and like, okay, I guess it was funny or whatever. I wouldn't count it as funny. But mm-hmm. like as a dark skin girl growing up in that time, you are very much literally taught to hate all of your features just for no reason. Just because mm-hmm. the internet is a drug. And I feel like that's what I also learned that like, as I got older, now that I'm a model, everyone loves the exact same features that they used to hate on me. Like yeah. the short, mm-hmm. the height, everything about my the super dark skin. It's very interesting seeing how people really think. Whatever people think is beautiful is whatever they're told. Yeah. A lot of people don't actually have an idea of what's pretty or attractive. Whatever the world is saying this is beautiful, they're going to follow that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but being dark skin was bad. Then, like, I don't know, Black Panther came out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just kidding. We like this now. Yeah. But something happened. Everyone was like, just kidding. We love dark skin girls. I want a dark skin girl. Talk with this, talk with that. And the entire world just agreed with them. And that was very weird for me to see because at that point, I had made peace with how I looked. Like I was very happy with my features, mm-hmm. but in myself. So it was weird seeing, especially like it's literally people I grew up with who mm-hmm. used to tell me like, oh, I'm not dark skin. I'm light skin. I'm brown skin. Oh, like <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Seeing the same exact people. Yeah. Now I'd be like, oh, I wish I had your skin. I wish I had this feature. I wish I had that feature. And you're just kind of like... That's weird. Yes. After the year, people treating you like you like are some kind of weird, ugly alien. Now you're still an alien, just like a really pretty one, but it's the same things. I don't Mm, know. I didn't even think about it like that because I I get what you're saying in terms of like how body trends will kind of change. And so what you might have been teased for before is suddenly like the thing. Like I remember not necessarily liking having curves or being thick. And then all of a sudden, it was like a thing. And I was like, yeah. are you guys really? sure? <laughs> like being tall and thick, especially the, the Megan D. Sally oh, era. Like people, like okay. That is the worst. People would have been like, no. But because I'm built like this in the era of where everyone wants to be a tall, thick girl, all of a sudden, that's what the, the kind of body that's in now, everyone's like, yes, we love it. But if I was a wow. model, I was built exactly like this about 10 years ago, I wouldn't have had a career. Yeah. That is yeah, crazy to even think about. I wouldn't have. People yeah. didn't like those features back then. They didn't like the models were supposed to be thick thin. Mm-hmm. Now they want curvier girls. Mm-hmm. So they say they want curvier girls. They want a few in there, if that makes sense. Yeah. So now it's okay to be built if you're built like Meg. But like mm-hmm. three, four years ago, that exact same body type. No, actually, the like 10 years ago, that exact same body type. You're getting no traction in this industry. Even the ball, the head, right? Now that's something that I feel like, I feel like in the modeling world, that's had a hold for a minute now. Mm-hmm. But like 10, 15 years ago, this was not it. They wanted the girls to have the Tyra Banks hair, Naomi Campbell with the sew-ins. There's a reason why they did that. Mm-hmm. Then the rides mall is like a dude to catch, a knock yeah, these balls all started popping up, and everyone was like, oh. She said these now bald every heads just they should Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they're like, every dark skin girl must be bald. You are a dark skin model, you must be bald. And now we actually, I think we all are. It's very weird. But Wow. Well, thank God we snapped out of that era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- and we also have a light. You mentioned um, Tyra Banks. Was, was she one of the models you were kind of looking at when you were looking at, you know, pursuing this? Or, role models. You know, who was your role model, really? Like, wh- how did you come to the conclusion that this is actually possible for me? 
Um, a dude to catch for sure. Um, I remember seeing her. I forgot what runway it was. It was like 2014. She had to save the head, super dark skin. She's crazy young. She's like, I think mine. She's like 22, 21. Um, and I just remember being like, wow, she's, I think she was a crazy secret. I don't know what she was doing. But thinking about it now, like 15, probably shouldn't be doing it. That's not the point. Um, I remember just being like, wow, like her features are incredible. Yes. Oh yeah. So she's about my age. Mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing her, and of course, Naomi. Naomi was one of the OG dark skin models. I think she is the OG dark skin model. And the way she mm-hmm. just dominated, loved, like, it wasn't necessarily the look, it was the confidence. It was about that I could look at her through a screen and be like, that woman loves mm-hmm. herself and she knows stuff, and you can't tell her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get that from her, like, from a picture of her. <clears throat> and back then, I used to be camera shy. I was really scared of being perceived. Like, this is back in my, I was very insecure. I was like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I used to wear baggy clothes, only only dark colors, because mm-hmm. it was that bright. Dark skin girls are too dark. So I used to have a lot of hair that comes in my face. Like I wanted to have the long curly hair and like I was trying to emulate more of like a IG model look. And I was like, well, that's mm, that's pretty, yeah. models. And I was like, wait a minute. I love this. And then Lupita Young Go, she's an actress, but I love the cut up. And she's Kenyan. And she's mm-hmm. new, like me. Yeah. I yeah. was like, wow, like this feels like something I could do. But mm-hmm. I didn't really take it. But again, my parents are African. They were always like doctor, lawyer, engineer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they were no the so I said model. I said model, and they were like, "No, unless that just happens to happen, it's not going to happen." And I tried it a bit when I was in DC. When I was like eighteen, it didn't work out. I sent it to an agency in Richmond when I was twenty twenty. I want to say that year, twenty twenty. Yeah, about November of that year, they took pictures of me. They did nothing with me. It didn't work out. I just wasn't the right person for them. I was their only plus model. Yeah, I only had two black models and a board of eighty girls. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do with me, so they just didn't do anything with me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just thinking, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Like I just literally was like, this may not be for me. And then Telfar happened, mm-hmm. and it just kind of there. I was like, wait a minute, maybe I could do this. And from there, it's been working. Mm. Would you say so that was the gig? Um, so I posted a picture from my, I bought one of their bags for my birthday as a gift to myself. And I posted the picture of the bag on Instagram and I tagged the, the Telfar Cl- Global, the bag company. That Instagram is his personal Instagram, which, yeah, he saw the picture and he was like, oh, I like this girl's look, put her in the UGG campaign. So they emailed me and they were like, hey, you want to shoot some work for Telfar? They didn't tell me what it was at the time. And I was like, sure, that sounds fun. So I went to DC and the night before the shoot, I get an email that's like the Telfar UGG 2022 campaign. And I was like, this oh, is a big deal. They didn't tell me it's the night before. So I'm in this hotel like, ah. And back then, I was actually wearing wigs. I had a, I had hair back then. I was <laughs> growing it back out. Yeah, I had hair. Like, I, I cut it to like an inch when I was like 18. And then I started growing it back out slowly. So at that point, I had like braids in. Mm-hmm. But I cut my hair bald literally at this random barber shop. Like, it cost like $6. Like, these random sets. <laughs> Because I thought I was going to be wearing a wig at the shoot. So I was cutting it flat for the wig. But mm-hmm. then I got there and I'm like completely bald. And the stylist was like, no, 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 no. Keep that. That's what you're oh. shooting. Oh. Hold on. Let me get this straight. Oh, no. So somebody on the set of Telfy Smelfy <laughs> gave you the look that said, no, you're going to keep it short, girl. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who was the stylist? Shout out to the stylist. Letitia Chong, actually. She passed recently. So shout out Letitia oh, Chong. No. <laughs> really? It was Chong. her? Mm-hmm. She saw my head and she was like, "You're wearing it like that." That's like, crazy. Hair. And I wow. have not grown it out. Even now, it's long. But I'm gonna go cut it in a few, like, probably tomorrow. But I have not grown it out since since that day. Wow! But Letitia Chong, she tells yeah. you you do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. Like, she's like, "This wow. is your look. This is, your, this is yours." And I've not grown it out since. 
So wow. at that point, Telfar didn't even know you were modeling, right? They just, you just posted a random picture on your gram and they were like, yeah, we want her. So yeah. when you now said, oh, I actually have some semi-modeling experience, they were like, oh, okay, this, this is really a good fit then, right? Well, at that point, I didn't have much experience aside of what I was shooting in my room. I remember I used to shoot, like, I shot the Vogue challenge. I bought this one over quarantine. I was like, I'm going to really try this modeling thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, it really work hard. I remember I bought a camera from Walmart for like a hundred bucks and I bought these colored lights from like Amazon and I would shoot in my room every day just to practice, just to practice. Mm-hmm. And let us go up on Instagram. It was kind of fun for me. I put them like on Instagram, on Twitter, on KVAR. It was just me trying to get acclimated with this. And I don't think Telfar even saw it because they the, the picture they had to be on their move was a selfie. It was a really casual picture. So I think they were just like, oh, this is cute. Mm-hmm. You know, she's cute. I don't know. I don't think they were really thinking about it that far. But then when I got there, I was like, oh, no, I love this. Because it was one of the best days I ever had. Like, I had mm-hmm. so much fun with the team. Telfar, to me, is what, like, Black fashion luxury just feel like. Not even mm-hmm. just the clothing, but even just the, 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 the I vibe. Hit the, the vibe the brand has. The vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way they treat the people around them. The way they discuss certain issues. The it conversations that are happening. It's very black. It's very diasporic. It's very empowering and enlightening. I like the fact that there's a lot of like queer people, and he's really open minded. The, the energy in the space was incredible. Mm-hmm. So it was so easy to work. I was, I was again, I was really stressed out. They had this really great photographer shooting it. I was like, I do not have this experience, but then I was like, I'm here, right? Vibe. You are here. You are here. Vibe. You can't tell me. What's my Sorry. parents didn't even know yet? So I was like, okay, if my parents were gonna have to see these pictures, they have to be good. Like I had to commit. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what did they say what did they say when you're like hey i'm actually shooting for you know telfer i just got this email yada 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 what did dad say let's start there <laughs> i did not tell them that i was in vogue no more bro can you imagine flexing on your mom and dad like that <laughs> just like <laughs> Oh, I've been doing this thing. They don't believe you. Here's Vogue, mom. Yeah, and just drop the magazine. I'm just there. That's that's the proof. That's you amazing. What's good? Because I need to you know, the Africans, they have to see it. They actually have to really see yeah. you do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, unless I'm doing it major, they're not even going to listen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it has to be me. Like, it has mm-hmm. to be something. So the day the campaign drops, I didn't say where I didn't the links to the Vogue, the GQ, and the Harper's Bazaar article. Yeah. I sent the links to it. They're in Kenya. And they <laughs> called me. I got there. That was the quickest call ever. They were like, what is going on? What's happening? And yeah. then I explained to them, I've been modeling recently. Here's what I produced from it. And I want to take it seriously. Yeah. Wow. How did that conversation end? Better than I thought it would. I think they saw that I was actually working. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they saw that I was actually like creating something. So they were like, okay, you mm-hmm. can do that. And you know, your, like, mom, your mom has told every uncle and auntie outside, like, my daughter is in book. <laughs> what, what, what are you going to say? My daughter is in book. Yeah. <laughs> she had to be hung up the phone. She was already she telling her. She has called the next, that WhatsApp she, group like, chat is hot. Do you understand? Hot. Like, yeah, I've, I've on the phone now. Yeah, she's telling me how she's going to even do the <laughs> next one. <laughs> so it was, that, that, that thing, they took it so well because I think they were like, okay, you're actually working, you're actually succeeding. You're not just playing around. And this is real work. Like, this is not just like, for fun, you know, African. My parents are Pentecostal. They're African Christians. You know, they're mm-hmm. very conservative people. Hallelujah. 
Mm, exactly. <laughs> blood of Jesus, fire from heaven, like that kind of Christian. And I wow. love it. That's all the time. And then he gave me a talk to the spirituality because mm-hmm. they're very, very conservative. You know, they're all like, don't show skin, don't mm-hmm. do. And the Telfar ad, I had, um, it was a couple's vibe. So I had this guy named Sean I was shooting with. Now, Sean is mm-hmm. gay. He's love him very much in French to this day. But like, I was shooting with this man. He's like, has head, has head of my lap. Mm-hmm. He's like, hugging. So I was like, oh, they're going to freak out a little bit about that. But I think they were like, this is for your job. You're not just out here doing this for fun. Like, this is for a campaign. I have a wow. question. I have yeah. a question. How did they react to the Playboy shoot? I told them it didn't exist. Okay. <laughs> so, you know what? What are we talking about? Sorry, what was the next thing? There's no need for them to know. But my parents think I've learned is like, weirdly enough, for African parents, they're very good at boundaries and respect. And even before the modeling, they started doing that a bit more. Mm-hmm. My dad, my dad apologizes to me. She messes up. She'll say, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They're strangely, like, better than most African parents. Uh, I'm still recovering from African parents and boundary and respect in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Growing up, I would have never thought it would have happened. The way my parents used to be structured, I was like, I remember in high school, what? You couldn't look at them the wrong way. You couldn't close the door too hard mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, in the house. They're slamming doors. Exactly. Are you parents? Are you parents? parents? Yeah. For the girl up and have them be like, I don't want to say chill, but like be like, we get that you're an adult and you're doing your own thing. And as long as you don't do it around us, we're fine. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Look at that like clothing, for example. I know they don't love the outfits I wear, but the thing we have is as long as they don't wear it to church or around them, we're fine. They mm-hmm. get the one with my friends, I'm going to dress a certain way. And that's because I'm 22 years old. Mm-hmm. When I'm around them, as long as I'm trying to be respectful, they're good. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm around them, I do that. I listen to the rules. They say, go change, I go change. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm going out with my girls, they're like, okay. It is what it is. I this think is- a lot of people, they realize, like, I'm at the age, and also now because of this modeling, because they're in Kenya, I also have the freedom where they really can't stop me from doing anything anymore, if that makes sense. Like, they, can't, they can say no, but, like, what are they going to do? Fly here and physically stop me? Like, they can't. That shit was sealed. Yeah. Yeah. This is a side anyway, question for Malik. Um, how long do you think it's going to take our parents to discover this podcast? Uh, the busybody level in your parental home is, mm. uh, is at an all-time it's high. high. I can't lie to Again, you. For the Oof. normal African parent, uh, 30 more days. 30? 30 days. 30 so days from, from drop. Okay, so you think we have four episodes before they realize what's going on? That's yes. about right. Um, right. Four episodes. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's too generous. Two. That's too generous. I think two. three. I think something will happen in episode three. By the way, Sally, you are episode three. So maybe you'll give us the juicy thing that leaks and, and they're like, you guys are doing what? But um, yeah, I'm just intrigued. Just curious because... I understand the busybody levels. I'm honestly surprised you were able to keep that shoot under wraps for that long before it showed up. And then you were able to share it with them. Love that for you. I'm do, you think, do, you think, do you think they're ever going to find it? The Wait, boy, my mom asked me about it a few days ago. She's going to find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you know you can't keep that one under wraps forever. <laughs> She's going to find it. And once she finds yeah. it, I'll deal with it then. I'll deal with it yeah. then. There you go. Just send a gift. Send a <laughs> gift when... Yeah, there you go. I, I, I would deal with it then because I know like my parents are super anti that. But so again, I know they're gonna complain, but mm-hmm. they're gonna oh, not they leave it alone. Like, they're like, eh, but they're gonna be like, but also you're making your own choices. You're an adult. Everything's in your hands. Mm-hmm. Do what you like. Yeah, that's I the love goal. 
I love that respect for you. I really do. They're gonna <laughs> subtweet it. They're gonna complain that way, but they're gonna move past it. But he's, the other work I'm doing is not that. As long as I'm not shooting only that, which other work I'm doing is a lot different. They're gonna be like, okay. Okay. Right. How do you right, think? How do you think their support, um, or I guess even the lack thereof at the beginning? How do you think that affected your journey with modeling? I think it at first I didn't take it seriously, but if I'm being real, I feel like I very got much got blessed by God in my journey because things just kind of lined up and they needed to line up. I think mm-hmm. if I had started when I wanted to start, I wouldn't be here right now. Like mm-hmm. if I had at that concert in 2018 or 2019 i don't think i'd st- i still don't think i'd be here mm-hmm. and i also first signed on to it once i thought that it was real but the moment that i was helpful they were supporting i remember mm-hmm. the best thing for me was like having this point when i was doing my contract work right when i was getting my agency options because mm-hmm. I, submitted- I submitted to agencies for four years now my freshman year i submitted to 100 i got zero mm-hmm. freshman year 100 zero junior year 20 i got one mm-hmm. senior year i like this, this was um, last year until August. It's mid to like fifteen, and I got eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been growing, ramping, and growing. And I think that, especially having that, <laughs> we love that for you. Like my career to somebody, having my parents be ready to back me, having my parents, my parents, like they call my agent all the time. They mm-hmm. zoom them sometimes. My mom would be like, what is Jack doing with this? I'm just going to call Rachel. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Ooh, exactly. She said, I'm a bypass. Because <laughs> she asked me to think about my call. She says, you know, I'll just call your agent. I was like, you can do that. Because my agency is also really, really cool with that. My agent, that's why I love my agency. Jag is very open. They're very communicative. They love my parents. They're willing to face some of them for three hours going through that contract. They're fine with it. So my parents are also, I like the fact that those things are lined up. I don't have to hide it from them. When I'm in New York doing they know where I'm at. They don't think I'm, they know that I'm doing New York fashion. When I'm, mm-hmm. when I, Really quick, it's been like, hey, watch this video. I can, I can show it to them. Mm-hmm. So wow. Perfect enough. But also, I think it's enough where they also know when to not, know when not to ask questions. Like they know when to be like, you're doing that because they know I'm gonna make videos today, which is true. I was raised Pentecostal, and I take care of myself in my future. I do have plans that are bigger than this. So I'm not gonna do anything that's gonna be crazy or risky. I'm not gonna risk my life, and my safety for this career. And mm-hmm. I think they'll too. They're like, she's gonna be smart overall. Mm-hmm. She don't necessarily like, but she's not going to make any bad, horrendous choices for her life, which is true. Okay. I respect the respect for you, for real. Like my brain Honestly. is busting at what you're saying to me right now. I can't, Honestly. I cannot comprehend it. <laughs> so you say the time you signed, when you signed, that was like the moment of like, okay, I think you know, I'm, I fully, I'm fully doing this, I'm fully in it. Or did you have that moment before, before signing? Yeah, would that be that or Telfer? I think it was when I signed. Because Tover was cool, but that was one job. You know what I mean? And that's just mm-hmm. one thing. And I don't know why I've done so much research on Mars. I know there are people who come in, they do one big shoot and then everything again. Because mm-hmm. you know, maintaining a career long term is a lot different than booking one or two shoots every once in a while. Yeah. Doing a job where it's all you do, that's a very bad zone. So I needed to mm-hmm. have, I wanted to have a strong agency. And Jag has been my, my top since I was like, 14 years old. Like, I've just been for, for a long time. I've been on their email list. I've been... Mm-hmm. So to get them being like, we love you and had to have this actual... Like, I remember meeting with them and just the energy in the room and being like, I have thought about it for years. Like, stalked your Instagram, stalked your website for mm-hmm. years. I've seen some of the work your mom's been doing for years. So to be sitting in this room with these agents and realizing, this is not for me. That's when I was like, oh no, this is real. Also, seeing how seriously they took me. Mm-hmm. See that they were like, we know you have, the, you know, the, the, they had this energy because I was supposed to have a whole different contract actually, mm. a different agency. 
Then Jazz oh. was like, no, 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 no. We want you. Like, I'll never forget. I had a meeting with, I literally had the contract in hand. And Jack and me super last minute. And they were like, come to New York, or come by our office. I didn't think they liked me that much. I came mm-hmm. by their office that day. They were like, we love you. Please sign with us. I was like, I have an offer from somebody else. They so were like, forget that person. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, no, no, this is no. the like college admission story that you want. Like, forget going to college. Your agency <laughs> of your dream called you last minute, baby, please. Yeah. Come to us. I love that for you. Wow. And then literally, the next I had a meeting with the, the agency I was supposed to sign with, I was supposed to sign with somebody else. I had a meeting with that agency, and I was in the meeting, which they knew about. And literally, as I was in email meeting, I get an email from them that's like, skip the meeting, come sign with us. And then they follow me on Instagram, their JAG account, and all of the agents, they all follow me on Instagram and start stepping my account. So I'm in this meeting with a different agency. My phone starts going off. Look at my phone. It just says JAG. All I can see is this email. Instagram. How did they know you were in the meeting? I told them, I was like, I have been at 11 o'clock with this person. I'll call you guys after. And they're like, okay. Oh. And then during the meeting, they're like, okay, let's go. And they literally followed me with all their accounts. I sent my Instagram. Started sending me emails. Like they were on it. So that's what I was They like, wanted you. Yeah. Jag is spicy. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. care. That's <laughs> violence. Like, chill. <laughs> they were like, I love fun. that. Like they're willing to fight, and I like that. I was just willing to fight for me. I like that kind of energy. And that mm-hmm. day, in New York, they call me as and leave me like, please don't leave. I'm like, I have, I'm on the train right now. They're like, yeah, like get to a fool, put you on the hotel, please come back. <laughs> they forgive us, give us two weeks, stay for some time. So I, I just ended up going back and forth with them, and I still love them to this day. I like that they're very honest, they're very on you, but I like how they do it. Mm-hmm. That's that's so great. Is there like, I mean, I feel like you've accomplished a lot so early, which is great. So I was wondering, like, you know, is there anything you're looking forward to as, you know, the next target or like something that you, you'd be really, really excited about any opportunity? Working with Rihanna and Anyway Shape and Form, I have to say it out loud. And your Rihanna thing, Savage Fenty Show, Fenty Beauty. I don't know. Let's go Fenty. This manifestation, guys. Yeah. And also cool, staying out to Europe or different cities, like going to wherever I go next. I don't even know what I'm thinking about. I don't know what Jack's thinking about because they more decide them more than I do. Wherever they mm-hmm. want to, I want to see my next market. Also getting my master's degree, getting out of here and getting the master's degree. I do want to yeah. do it today. I'm a government major. With a government major, you need a master's degree. So mm-hmm. I want to be online, probably at like an online university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So regardless of how, you know, modeling turns out, you still want the master's for yourself. It's something you want to do for you. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's great. You are a better person than me. Um, (laughs) Just to bring it back home a little bit. What would you say? Like, you know, the, do you think like your Afghan background, you know, played a huge part in giving you the confidence that you needed to be where you are today? Like specifically, like, you know, the strengths in your field of work. Definitely. Africa have anything to do with that? Definitely. I think most of it is honestly that. Especially like the the soft skills part. I said it's the look. Because modeling is more than just the look. It's about how you can market yourself, how you communicate, mm-hmm. talk, your confidence, all of these things. I feel like a vast majority of that comes to me being African. African mm-hmm. people were hard workers, very determined people. We're very detail-oriented. Our parents, it drives us a little crazy, but you grow up with mm-hmm. no detail. You know how to do the small yeah. difference. And that yeah. makes all the difference. Those small little details that no one else notices, but you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to give us one. You have to give us one. You have to give me an abim, abim, you know, one soft skill that we can take away with us so that our Instagrams can be popping. Or, you know, <laughs> you can just be a little more confident, a little more yeah. spring in that step, isn't it? Yeah, definitely that. Like, I've, I've learned that if you walk in like you own somewhere, people will not tell you no. 
Most mm. of them are very in their heads about their own insecurities. Don't even notice you are. So if you don't bring that to them, mm. they won't. Like they always yeah. be like, oh, that one okay, and, and, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. they do it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that one for sure. For- I learned that one when we were in college. Yeah, and uh, yeah. we were trying to get into the clubs on the age. Yeah. If you act like you're supposed to be here, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're doing like this, if you're shaky, nah, it's <laughs> sure for you. It's sure for you. Yeah. And, um, this is, I feel like maybe humility. I feel like Africa. Maybe Africans. I don't know for humble people as a general as demographic, but my absolutely okay. not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a weird. It's a weird. I know what you're talking about. It's like a weird both ways. It's like we're not humble, but we pretend humility. to be. Mm. Humility. Maybe not Nigerian, sir. Yes. Humility. Stop yes, it. actually. Stop it. I'll withdraw us from that transaction. You can do it for else. Okay. And Kenyans are very to me hospitable, and that as well. Like just those little hospitable things. When you get invited mm. to the show, bring the director a flower or something. Then mm-hmm. the next text after. Like I feel like Kenyans are very. You know, we have a, we have a tourist industry, so we're very hospitable people. Those mm. people when you get invited somewhere, greet the person invited you, bring them like, those little things. Director, that is all to say. Agents, they notice that stuff and they love it. Mr. Sand, that mm-hmm. I feel like the reason why I book, I have a really strong client base because I know those things. Reply to emails promptly. Be polite. Like, those little professionalism things that I feel like I learned a lot from mm-hmm. my culture of being home in Kenya, how Kenyans are so, like, hospitable and detail-oriented. Just mm-hmm. have your stuff together. Like, I don't know. And then also, again, always make sure you say thank you. Be polite to everyone you speak to. You don't know who, you really don't know who people are. You really don't. Especially in New York City, you have no idea who people you're talking to are. I've met some yeah. people just totally on accident. I didn't mm-hmm. know who they were. And because I was just like chill and hospitable and nice, our relationship was you booked. Yeah. And they shout out to you, like, Sally. Grow my career, but not in like a clout chasing, shallow way, in a genuine, mm-hmm. genuinely nice to them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was going to ask you what your advice was for someone more. Look, if you're not taking notes, I don't know what you're doing. Okay. She's giving you the gems, the tea. That oh, is. Like, I'm I'm truly blown by, like, I think you, you did say this, like, the timing for you and your career makes so much sense. Yeah. And you are clearly God's favorite. It's okay. <laughs> the rest of us will be fine. But, like, that is that is an amazing feat, I think, to accomplish being who you are with the background that you have. Um, when it might feel like <clears throat> certain odds are stacked against you, like, trend-wise you're dealing with parents, how you look, that kind of thing. And I really, I, I'm betting on your career, for real. I was like, Malik, we're getting out of this pod now because... Oh, yeah, we watch it. We, we, watch we may not pick... This, like, she's going to be too busy for us. Well, no, like, no, no, it's no, coming. No, my guy now. No, Sally's my guy. I'm, I'm going to pull up on her. Really? Soon, so. <laughs> I would love to come back. Come I would love to come back. Yes, nice. yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you no so much for being here. Um, best of luck after Fashion Week Thank and you. all things modeling career. Malik, do you have any last minute questions? What does Sally need from me? What what what, <laughs> what, what can I tell her? No, 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 no. Go out there, go kill it. Um, it should be fun. I know you will have fun, and yeah. we just can't wait to see you. You know, on the next billboard while we're driving home. Yeah, I'm 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 about to pull up the target and, and send you guys. If her, her face is in your target now, you don't even know. You're just you're just walking around. You don't know that her face is actually inside the store and you're on her way. Like, yeah, this is gonna be great for you. I'm really excited. Thank you so much. Once again, where can people find you so they know where to look you up? Instagram is Sally Star, so S-A-L-L-I-S-T-A-R-R. All right. Well, thank you thank so you much. Thank you, Sally. Hey guys, have a good day. All right.